0: Welcome, this is the Teaching Excellence podcast for all things FE, teaching, learning, assessment, quality and possibly a few other things along the way. Hosted by Steph Wilkinson and Jade Gibson, leaders in FE who want to support others and make a difference and hopefully spread a little happiness whilst we're at it. and welcome to the teaching excellence podcast we are recording episode eight today um, hi jade hi steph how are you yeah i'm good thank you um awesome. i'm hoping that my voice lasts out i've had a little bit of a, a cold and it kind of yeah. goes um, up and down a bit
1: but i'm sure we'll be fine um, yeah i'm good um how's your first week back been yeah fine I've got um you get the little um feeling of oh my goodness I'm going back to work and you know but you soon get back into the swing of it and into the routine so I I had the first week off of January as well so it felt like an extra long time before coming back into work but yeah just got straight back into the flow of it really lots to do as always so it's been yeah, um, yeah I've been you know enjoyed it more than I thought coming back in this week because after christmas it's always a bit bit of a struggle with dark kind of dark mornings and all that kind of thing but yeah you know, we're definitely difficult. into what I call
0: um the difficult bit I'm not very good in winter as you know so <laughs> um dark mornings and dark nights and I have to kind of really uh, focus on keeping myself you know um on top form if you like just so I could keep motivated but yeah Yeah. I think the same I had a really sort of it felt quite a long break which was really nice
1: um
0: and but straight back into it on Monday had a really busy week um with different uh, bits and pieces working with a a a stem team this week and um, I had my team's performance review on Wednesday which was postpones um from before christmas um and yeah that was you know always challenging but really kind of useful to just reflect and think about you know how things are going and and the impact of what we're doing you know i had that usual question of when will we see the impact w- what will <laughs> the impact be um which i always you know i say it's not an easy answer to give it's like um, end, end of
1: the rainbow stuff isn't it <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i'm still you know grappling with that but um it's useful to focus in that way and and some of the things i'll be picking up with the advanced practitioner team today which is great Um yeah. some people will know and we're going to talk about today um the new education inspection framework aren't we
1: yeah i think it's just um, a useful time to give first thoughts because um the release date for the for the new framework is actually the 15th of January, so in kind of four days time so we can talk about our initial thoughts based on what our, what our experience so far of uh, of where we've been and what we've been um, listening to because we've both kind of had a little bit of involvement either going to workshops or you'll talk a little bit more about your college and, and what's happened there. But it's, um yeah, I think it's just an interesting time to give first thoughts. And then I think after the framework's released fully, we can kind of look into things in a bit more detail. Um, But yeah, it's a, yeah. a good time. Start of the new year and, and start thinking about looking ahead and and, and what's on the horizon, so...
0: Definitely, and I think, um, like you said, you can talk about the workshop that you went to because that's been something we've talked about, and we think is a useful. It was a useful sort of um, dissemination of information and uh, provoke quite a lot of thoughts. And then, as you know, some people will know, um, um, the college that I work at was involved in a full um, pilot inspection before Christmas, um, so we were the first college in the country to go through the whole new process with the Education Inspection Framework um, that said had previously been testing parts of the framework, but we were the first college to go through the whole of the new framework as part of um, uh, an inspection. So um, that was, you know, there wasn't a, a published grade and we don't get a formal report um, because it was a, you know, mutually beneficial experience. Um, but I can I can talk about the new framework from, from my experience of being part of that before christmas yeah and um, so we'll we'll start with um i suppose we could start with the four categories or how the categories have changed
1: yeah i think it's a, it's a interesting direction i think it just gives um that what where the emphasis is going to be in terms of what ofsted are looking for they have said about this framework that it's i think they've said it's a, an evolution not a revolution so mm-hmm. it's nothing um nothing different it's more actually a shift in focus rather than um actually huge huge changes or anything um but yeah so um they've still got leadership in man- leadership and management yeah um which will Um, contain um, staff development, staff workload and well-being, which I think is a really um, good addition, actually. Student experience, governance, uh, safeguarding, and then vision and ethos, which I know is something
0: you're... Yeah, there's a couple of things in there, actually, um, based on on my experiences before Christmas that are are useful to discuss, actually. So um, you mentioned staff well-being, and that was something that was a real... Um, focus and um is a real strength of the college um and um, how we promote staff well-being and, and all the things that are available um and that runs alongside you know student well-being but um we talked about that a lot and um, and we've seen real impact with that and um, you mentioned their professional development um and that was definitely we've done a podcast before on that haven't we and yeah um that was definitely something that was really an interesting um discussion Discussion for me during the pilot. Um, you know, we we raised the question in our podcast about um, impact of professional development, and I think um, what was really um, interesting was you know trying to really in real terms map the journey that uh, and the processes that we have, which is to identify staff development and how we do that Um, and then what we put in place and what the offer is um in terms of that support and that development and then what the impact is and how we can see the impact of what we do um and i think that was you know it, it just builds on our um discussion previously that we you have to think about those things consciously and you have to think about those things from different perspectives to be able to then work out as a as a college how you can show that everything that you've put in place has had an impact
1: on the staff that are part of that um development yeah. so um it is it is tricky especially when the impact is quite intangible when it's just kind of staff confidence and um you know that that kind of you know ultimately you have to look at the end product which is outcomes you know yes. and learner achievement so um but it is it is really yeah it's a, it's a tricky subject but it's one that um definitely my role i've i've been looking at this year and we're just trying to make improvements it's systems it's ways of reporting it's kind of like pulling information from lots of different areas which is what we talked about in that podcast previously so yeah um, I can't remember which episode that was but oh. yeah it, it's was. um
0: it is uh, and what I the distinct feeling I definitely got was it doesn't need to be complex and it doesn't need to be convoluted and it definitely doesn't need to be an excessive amount of data being collected additional to what we do it's about being quite smart with how we show the impact and it's about being probably you know thinking just creatively and innovatively but with a very clear goal of very simply showing the impact of what we do mm-hmm. um so I think that you know for people like you and me we start to think all around the houses and we start to get creative but um it was interesting for me to then bring it back down to okay so how can we just simply show that yeah um so things like um You know, one of the simple things would be looking at your strengths and areas for development that are are identified through walkthrough observations or formal lesson observations and just tracking where things have moved from an area for development to an area of strength. Yeah. Um, so it, it can be as simple as that. But yeah, um that was a really um interesting point to sort of think about. So um, that's all
1: under leadership and management and the vision and ethos bit I know that you were. You oh yes.
0: To... Well I have quite a strong opinion on this because um um I think if if you um have a real strong ethos and if you have a real strong um sort of college set of college values and they are filtered into literally everything that you do as a college you will not have to worry about the impact of that coming out the other end so if everything that is put into place and the rationale for everything that is um done within the college is part of those values and, mi- and the mission as a college and the ethos um that you're building when it comes to inspection and I know we don't do any of this for inspection purposes, but you know, that's where it's tested. Yeah. Um, you will have no, you will have no fear that the students and the staff will be able to um,
1: like articulate.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you won't that's have good. to try and prompt students or staff to articulate it in that way because it just will be. Yeah. Um, and we saw a real we saw real life proof of that in that everything that's done Um. at my college is done with the intention of the college values. Um, they are the strategic pillars and everything filters from there. And actually, the proof was in the pudding, which was every single person, whether it be staff or students, didn't have to be primed, didn't have to be you know prepped it just really came through um you know our whole message about transforming lives um so i think um you know how how we do this implement uh, sorry intent implementation and impact if you really hone into what your college mission is and the people who are leading that college ethos and values really buy into it and really believe it and it is the core of their being and they're doing it for the the right reasons and not for inspection. Um, ultimately that filters into everything then that you do. And I think it's useful for managers like you on I to think about when um, we're trying to implement something and when we're trying to improve
1: something are we doing it with that in mind? Yeah, I think that it's definitely got to be all decisions. Have all decisions been made with the best interest of the learners at heart? Yeah. So, if if leadership and management can can hand on heart say that 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 that's you know every single decision made is with the best interest of the learners, then that focus on the culture, vision, ethos, um, you know, it kind of runs right from governance all the way through the organisation. So, um, right, I think. Yeah, so legal okay. management, we could go into... yeah lots of <laughs> yeah and i'm
0: sure as once lots the consultation is out and the handbook's out we'll keep coming back and actually what we can ask is anybody who's listening to the podcast if there's anything in particular they want us to focus on in, you know going forwards because there's so much we can yeah come,
1: we can come back to some bits and pieces anyway can't we yeah we could probably unpick and, and use it. Yeah. And yeah. one of these as a as an episode because it's yeah. so fascinating and um, yeah so personal development then following on from leadership and management got personal development um including you know quite um familiar you know items such as health and well-being and citizenship equality and diversity um yes. but a, quite a big focus on preparation for next steps um which we'll come back to in a bit um yes. and then the behaviors and attitudes is a new one so they've split um which i think from a self-assessment point of view was always very difficult when it was um pbd w and um, when it was all um kind of in one um category it was mm-hmm. very hard to self-assess when everything when they felt very different so i'm really pleased that they've now split personal development and behavior and attitudes is now um its own kind of category mm-hmm. um which will include things like attitude to learning behavior attendance and punctuality respect employability those kind of things yeah um, and then you touched on which i think is what we're going to kind of focus on for the rest of this podcast mainly is the new um terminology um that now um encompasses the category <clears throat> of quality of education so quality of education is going to be made up of intent implementation and impact so mm-hmm. three eyes mm-hmm. um and i think that it's um like I really personally really love the terminology I just think it um really helps to clarify and simplify what it is that we're trying to do in the college Um, yeah definitely with the intent I think that you know in the past where colleges have put on um you know not named any specific colleges or anything no. but when when the curriculum just feels like it's because it's very safe it's very you're gonna get numbers but are there actually jobs for those learners to go into do you know yeah. are there is it actually ethically or kind of the right um curriculum to be putting on yeah but actually now looking at the intent what why has the provider put the courses on that they're putting on um and the reasoning behind that selection of the curriculum is really really important so um
0: yeah, and and actually, um, what was um, and this is just my personal opinion, you know, was slightly disappointing for me. And um, being in, as part of the pilot was the what we what we're used to as feedback for teaching and learning wasn't the same. Um, yeah, and that might have been because it was part of you know the pilot framework. Yeah, but ultimately, a lot of the focus was around. Um, the courses, um, the pathways, the, the progression, yeah. the curriculum, the rationale for the curriculum, um, how that how that links to your intent, um, and yeah. and and therefore how that linked to how the students saw their experience as well. So yeah. the questions they were asking the students were around, um, you know, do you know? Um, where you're going do you know what your next steps are do you know the job types of jobs that you can um uh, go into and um yeah it was kind of it felt very different in that way um, yeah but at the same time for me the implementation p- part of that if teaching and learning isn't um outstanding or isn't you know amazing uh, anyway as we historically know it to be um you know uh, the thoughts around teaching and learning are not different um no. how we focus on the quality of teaching and learning is basically the implementation of how we're going to get the students to achieve their best possible outcomes yeah
1: it's the uh, pedagogy and and behind what what you're doing in the classroom is yeah it? it's a lot of focus on that and I think what was um really good from the workshop that I went to is mm-hmm. that um I love how they are basing more and more now on um research and it was the post-16 um off- obviously officer workshop that I went to yeah um and and how actually previous research has been based a lot on schools yeah um, schools-based research mm-hmm. which actually um for post-16 education isn't always accurate or Um, relevant so it Mm -hmm. was it's really interesting now that they've been um, kind of doing their own research but in in post 16 in kind of further education um, they did a, a huge piece of research on um the it was called the level two study program survey yeah which is you know something that I've now read up on and um and found it really really useful reading mm, and yes. a lot of it Steph you'll be very pleased to know is all <laughs> um everything that you've been championing basically that I hear you um you know talking really passionately about your kind of research-based um, teaching approaches. Um, yeah, I think, so. and that,
0: yeah, and that is a um, something that I think is amazing. Uh, that we you know, I've always, that's just how my brain works. Is let's do the things that are seen to have an impact, and we have an idea of the impact that is good You know, that or let's have a let's do the things that are shown to have a positive impact on on learning. Um, and yeah, I think, or whether it be impact on staff development you know I think it's really um a greatly welcomed by someone like me who you know believes in in that
1: sort of approach anyway. Yeah and they had a lot in there about I think recognizing the new form of qualification so where we're, we're moving towards a lot of more endpoint assessed qualifications and the recognition that actually long-term memory and kind of the metacognition um based um teaching approaches that are really really important if learners are going to be able to retain information until their point of assessment which may be months months after you know the initial kind of concept has been um you know that they've been um made aware of the initial concept they're not actually going to get tested on it for quite a long way down the line so a lot of the research that Officer we're talking about is is based on kind of long-term memory and repetition and how best you know to um get learners retaining information and, and developing the skills and progress and things like that yeah. so it was really fascinating actually I love you know I love it yeah and I think you know it, it
0: sort of um, makes me feel like the messages I've been given out I, I suppose it sort of um, confirms to me that um, I'm not you know I'm not on, on the wrong page um, yeah, But no. actually that you know where I'm promoting with teams to and individual teachers to really think about and plan ahead to really try to implement some of these evidence-based approaches um, to get the best outcome to make sure that every lesson is maximizing that time and maximizing the learning but also thinking about how that applies outside of the classroom to extend and support that learning beyond that classroom um, you know is really key and i think the more that teams are thinking ahead of how they can bring team teaching teams together to really collaborative plan, you know, forwards rather yeah. than just trying to plan on a week by week basis, mm-hmm. and really thinking about how they implement some of these strategies, and um, you know, so by the start of term two, they should have a really solid plan for term two, um, of how that you know how that's going to play out, um, and it's always is there ever challenging situation is it where there's so much going on um you know that we kind of we're trying to catch ourselves up sometimes but I think yeah. it's about reviewing the structure of what we do and um but definitely
1: to... that that planning that planning element and about sequencing so yeah and um, this is where you and me we align with our yeah. learning and our assessment because um obviously I I'm ensure that everyone in the college has got an assessment plan in place now that isn't just a kind of admin exercise it's actually to look at um how they've sequenced the the planned kind of learning and the journey for the for the learners so um basically if you give information in a really disconnected way if things don't flow if you haven't planned your unit sequencing or your um or your scheme of work within that um assessment plan then um you know you really learners find it it's a really disconnected kind of disjointed journey yeah. whereas if they've um, well planned well sequenced learning is based and built on prior knowledge that the learners have so that's regarding kind of initial assessment and um putting all those building blocks in place then mm-hmm. you're going to end up with good teaching you know good planning good assessment um, and progress Um, And then hopefully um, at the end of it, the achievement of the qualification. Yeah.
0: Yeah, And I think you can, you can, uh, there's two sort of things that I would say to teams or individuals, you either think of it as a journey or you think of it as a scaffold and either way that scaffold or that journey has to be planned and taking into account all these sort of evidence-based teaching approaches to get the best possible outcome that you can um so yeah um I suppose we we could even do a part two to this couldn't we um
1: yeah I think it'd be interesting when the framework comes out on the 15th and we've had a, 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 a bit of time, yeah a bit of time to digest it and we can see whether our initial thoughts and kind of experiences and things are actually um you know kind of what 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 we think what we think is going to be in it actually happens so yeah um I definitely like the way that outcomes isn't its own um is, isn't its own <coughs> um category anymore and the fact that outcomes now sits within the impact and and kind of looking at okay so if you build everything that you you know if you've got a well-planned curriculum and um and you've got you know correct IAG for learners and yes. um, really good teaching and everything and ultimately yes we know that 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 we want that to mean that learners achieve their qualification because that's why they come to college and that's what's going to help them progress Mm -hmm. Um, but ultimately there is a slight recognition that there are you know we are dealing with humans and Mm -hmm. humans can decide to move um, area or can decide that something isn't quite right for them no matter even if they did get really good you know information advice and guidance and even if they did You know like have good teaching on the course ultimately it's that you know they have their own choices and I think that um if you can evidence everything underneath uh, and your outcomes aren't quite as good because you are maybe dealing with learners from say disadvantaged backgrounds or there's some you know there's other kind of um factors involved in in you know Mm -hmm. um, you know I know colleges that only have predominantly level three and above kind of um learners and they're you know it's it's a you know it might be seen as a bit of a safer bet than if you have kind of more neat level one entry level you know where Mm. um, drop off might be higher or things like that and i think that just that recognition that um outcomes is is based on a lot of factors and it obviously is always going to be a focus of ofsted they're never not going to look at outcomes and data but it's nice to know that it sits within another um you know with with all the all-encompassing kind of category of yeah education. and I, and i think
0: what's um what was really clear just before christmas for us was that the that learner journey um because you know um we have a lot of um uh, students from disadvantaged backgrounds um as do a lot of other colleges um the journey is is acknowledges exactly where and how your students progress. So it is all about looking at start points, looking at the intent, how do you implement, how do you raise aspirations, how do you transform lives? How do you maximize that personal development? And actually, it becomes this big web of things because your ethos, if you re- if you reel it right back to ethos, and the college values everything radiates out from there yeah um so yeah i suppose when when once the handbook in the and everything comes out we can kind of do a part two because there's so much more we can we can talk about um but yeah, yeah. i think um as our initial start point we've got um some we're, we're happy aren't we with where the framework is taking us as colleges
1: yeah i think it's a pos- definitely a positive step I think um the implementation of their of, of the framework now and the consistency with the approach from their inspectors and um that will be what will be kind of proof in the pudding type of thing you but can't. from from the from their um what they're trying to achieve I was really uh, you know it was a really positive it did feel very very positive um, mm-hmm. and when they just did a bit of a show of hands in the room type of thing at the end of the workshop even and there was probably you know a couple of hundred people there and mm-hmm. um, the feelings in the room were that it was a positive step and that they were happy with the changes so I think that's and that was from obviously a Quite a cross section of um people from different um colleges and things so um yeah i'm i'm excited by it it's, yeah this is what we're about so we can, yeah. can um look at intent implementation and impact till the cows come home yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah it's good for me
0: yeah good for me too fab okay so have um a nice day jade and i will thank you
1: sir to you soon yeah speak soon okay, okay. take care bye, bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Teaching Excellence Podcast. Leave us a voice message in Anchor. Tweet us and let us know what you think or what you want to hear on the show. Tune in next week for more. Have an amazing week and be the best version of you.